Roll down tide. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, this is the Beer Garden presented by Oxford Crystal. Like to hear a little bit more conviction in your take, though. There was a lot of maybes, a lot of what ifs, a lot of questions. You need to just get on here. You need to fire and and put me in a position where I have to tell you that you're wrong. And now, here's your host, Neil McCready. Nice, nice. Welcome into this edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me here today. It is a Friday morning, September the 11th, uh, 2020. Probably going to be a pretty short show today. Uh, Ole Miss has a football media opportunity coming up late this morning. I don't know as of this moment exactly what time that'll be, so we uh, we won't stay with you very long today. There's not a whole lot of recruiting to get to. We'll talk a little bit of transfer stuff that we've heard, and um Zach and I might just sort of talk about having football back. So anyway, that's what we're going to do. So I will first tell you that we're brought to you, as I mentioned, by Dead Soxie. It's deadsoxie.com. Go to uh, deadsoxie.com, enter the promo code uh, Rebel Grove at checkout. You'll get 30% off all of your orders. They're going to have a, a new e- a email deal uh, coming your way pretty soon. Uh, I can tell you that they have the no-shows that are still available, nine new styles, I wear them all the time. It's hot outside. Uh, I wore them just yesterday, as a matter of fact, Caroline's uh, senior night. It was so nice to have those on. I don't want to sweat in my shoes. I know a lot of you feel the same way, and yet you can't really dress up a pair of uh, tennis shoes. So it's nice to be able to wear your loafers, your uh, your dress shoes, but it's nice to be able just to put on those no-shows. They're stylish. They look good. They feel great, and uh, they keep your feet nice and uh, dry. And um, they don't slide. The technology is just amazing with the Dead Soxie no-shows. So you should check those out. They have some bundle packs available at Dead Soxie as well. You can get uh, already discounted prices and they make it even better by entering the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Get 30% off your order. It's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You uh, can get your quote, chop it around. It's your prerogative. Or you can get your quote and do what I've done. Do what I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Corey wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Zach, how are you? Neil, I'm doing great. I, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned uh, Clark Ford, and uh, I know they have a Chevy dealership as well. Have you seen the uh, some of the new features in some of these new 2021-2022 uh, Tahos? Uh, no, I have not. So... We went and looked at them the other day just for fun. Um, eventually want to upgrade, get something bigger. Because as you know, small humans come with lots of things. Uh, traveling with them is uh, quite the bear. But uh, we went and looked. So a couple of the features, the rear view uh, mirror. So if you have, like, if, if let's say you're going to the beach and you've got your car packed up to the roof, you can't see out of the back. You can just flip a switch on that rearview mirror and a camera just pops up to where the rearview mirror is just now a, essentially just a full-on backup camera all the time. So you can actually see out of the back even though you can't see out of the back of your car window. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, they and then all the technology now is amazing, man. With cars, you can you can basically you can basically park without even looking at where, where you're parking. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. They have that. They have a. Um, it's I think it's when you're backing up or going under seven miles an hour. The camera, it, it's a full 360 degree camera for the car. It's not just the sides. It's not the back. It's not like you know, a fisheye camera lens in the front. It's a full on, it looks like basically they have a drone over your car to where, as the guy at the dealership told me, um, you should never have any issues ever parking ever again or, you know, getting out of a tight space because it's literally just a camera over the top of the car. It's wild. So they're, yeah, the bells and whistles now are pretty fascinating. Yeah. I think you should just get you some minivans like we did when we had little kids, man. Just get minivans. Chicks dig the minivan. Women love them, man. I'm just telling you, women love minivans. I would drive my minivan up and down Sorority Row, and I just thank God the locks worked. That's all I can say. I would actually lean into that and and lean into the, the, uh, the big dad energy that comes with a minivan, but my brother got one. And so now I don't want to do one just because he got one. But the I tell you, the Honda Odysseys those van, those are super nice. Yeah, we we had a Honda Odyssey for a while when when the yeah. when the girls were little. Great vehicle. We have a Honda. We have a CRV. Um, and yeah, the Hondas are fantastic vehicles. They're awesome. But I don't know. I, I tend to lean towards the large SUVs. Um, we got the two dogs and the and the the small child. So. Lots of stuff for him, and then we got to pack the the dogs in the back as well. But I don't know, man. We I'm I'm kind of sold on the uh, on those new uh, the new Tahoe that just some of that stuff. I mean, they have the little uh, right below the uh, screen in the front. Um, they just have basically a docking station for your iPhone, completely cordless. You just put it down, and it charges for you. Because I don't incredible. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's times when I'm like fumbling with the cord or we have the one that re- that retracts to keep it out of the way. And it just always drives me nuts where you go to pull it to plug your phone in and it pulls it out of the um, the plug in. Now, but, is your car a trash can by the time you, you're, you've been in it a couple of weeks or, or do you keep your car really clean? Um, so the so the CRV, I wouldn't say a trash can, but it is kind of my car. Um, we have a Subaru Outback that is uh, has the car seat in it, and then Anna drives that one primarily, uh, unless I'm going taking him to school or picking him up. But I uh, I wouldn't say it's a trash can, but I do accumulate cans. Um, so when I go to the gym, I always drink. Uh, you ever heard of Fit Aid? I have not. It's like a re- it's like a recovery drink. Um, got a lot of BCAAs, good amino acids, all that kind of stuff. But I'll drink one of those after I get done at the gym. And I basically buy like Wednesday or Thursday, both cup holders are taken up, both cup holders in each door are taken up. I mean, I just, I eventually have to do a, you know, like today when I go to my, when I travel to my uh, game tonight, I'll stop and get some gas and I'll get all those cans and just throw them out because it's, yeah. It's not that bad. Um, it's basically that, and then straw wrappers from Starbucks. I accumulate those a bunch. Uh, yeah, my, if if my car or truck gets so much as about two wrappers of any sort, I start having a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. I, I I have to keep the vehicle very clean. If I get in people's vehicles that it's messy, I, I get like antsy. 
You want to know that you want to know my worst nightmare, Neil? There was uh, we were going to my in-laws and we stopped at a Chick-fil-A as one does. And um, we were just starving and we pulled over. He was asleep in the back. So we were like, let's just pull over and just eat and enjoy it. So we were uh, having our nuggets, our chicken sandwich, whatever. And uh, I was like, all right, let's go. So Anna was driving. So I was uh, reaching over for one last fry with the sauce and uh, tipped the sauce over just a little bit. And it went into the gear shift slot to where we cleaned it up as good as we possibly could with wipes. But it's just the gear shift, you know, sliding back. Yeah. And coming out. Yep. It's just almost where it, it'll never be clean ever again, and it drives me insane. It, it would. It would. You have no idea how much that would bother me. Because <laughs> you can see, like, there's like two little specks yeah. that I just can't. Whatever is in Chick Fil A sauce, I can't get it out. Yeah, that would bother. And I would lose sleep over that. Um, mm. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm. I get worse as I get older too. I. I came in last night from senior night. I know people are like, when are y'all going to talk about recruiting? I promise we're going to get to something. <laughs> I came in from the senior night thing last night and we have two black labs <clears throat> and they shed and I'm the only person in the house that is bothered by the shedding. And, uh, I came in last night as I had to sweep and vacuum right then. <laughs> I, I, I could not wait any longer. And everybody goes, are you in a bad mood? Are you in a bad mood? Are you in a bad mood? I'm, like, I'm not in a bad mood, but I'm bothered by the fact that you're not bothered by this. And you've lived with me this long, all of you, and you don't, you can't understand that. Of course, this is going to bother me. I don't know why. They, I don't know why other people can't say. I, I told my wife. I said, "This is what it would be like. It's what I. It's what you would feel if every bed in the house were were left unmade all day. It is exactly what you would feel, and you could see like that that uh, light of of recognition go through her eyes. Like, oh yeah, that would be bad. Like, yeah, that's that's me right now. So let's let's just. Why don't you get that vacuum out and I'll finish sweeping and we'll get this done and then we can we can pour a drink and go our separate ways for a minute. Um Oh, and then my other thing, I gotta tell you this, I gotta tell you this because people out there are gonna know this. So I ordered tonight's uh, Oxford High School's home opener. They play uh Lafayette. It's the big crosstown classic. Mm-hmm. And uh Caroline, as you know, my daughter Caroline, uh, the, our middle child is the captain of the Chargerette. She's one of the two captains of the Chargerette. It's her and, and uh, her longtime friend, Megan Bundren. They are both the captains of the Chargerettes. And so I, I was asked, do you want a Chargers shirt for the game tonight? And I said, no. I want a Chargerettes shirt for the game tonight. <clears throat> now, I didn't think that's that big of a deal. I'm, I'm pretty secure in my sexuality. Um. I mean, I, I you know, you know what I mean. I mean, no big deal. I mean, we we all we are what we are. But yeah. but I'm I'm a straight guy. I, I'm cool with it. it. It what I wear doesn't impact that uh, one way or the other. And uh, I said, I just want a Chargerette shirt. I just want a shirt that that promotes the Chargerettes. Well, I got the shirt last night, and when they made the shirt. I guess they were so concerned about a man's shirt saying Chargerettes on it that they had to put a hashtag on it. And so they... Uh, they that's, a big, that's a big high school sports thing I found. They put hashtags on everything. Yeah, but I didn't want a hashtag on my shirt. <laughs> if I had wanted a hashtag on my shirt, I would have asked for a hashtag on my shirt. 
And so they put hashtag dad goals, which makes no sense at all. <laughs> and it bothered, it really bothered me. I kind of got mad last night about it. And everybody got mad at me for getting mad. But it was, but that's not what I wanted. So I paid 30 bucks for a shirt that I didn't, that, that isn't what I wanted. And had it just not had that word on it, it would have been perfect. But now it looks like I'm making the shirt about me when in reality, I'm there to support my daughter. And watch her dance and stuff. I'm there to cheer on the Chargerettes. That's it. This is her last year in in Chargerettes. And she's going to try out for a college team. But you and I both know that you never know. There's no guarantees. You don't know that that's going to work out. And so there's a chance that this is the last fall that I'll watch Caroline dance. And dance has been uh, a massive part of her life since she was about four years old. So it's a big deal. I don't want the T-shirt's not about me. If you were going yeah. to put another word on the shirt, put Caroline. Don't put dad goals. No dad goals. It's not my goal to dance. Never was my goal to dance. If that was my goal, then I failed miserably because I'm 50 and I still haven't danced. So it didn't work out. No, it really bothered me. And Laura's shirt, it says Chargerettes on it, but they put Mom Squad. Why do they, why do they insist on doing the... Uh... The hashtag. And so I asked that. I'm like, I asked, like, why? And, and no one can give me an answer. And I'm like, but at least Mom Squad indicates that, hey, we are the moms of the Chargerettes, which at least makes, while I can't stand it, it makes a little bit of sense. But hashtag dad goals makes no sense. Like, who does this stuff? I'm bothered. Can you tell that I'm really I'm, bothered, Zach? I'm bothered. I mean, I'm really. I'm. I'm, I'm convinced, Neil, that like high school booster club swag is some of the worst possible stuff ever printed on. So what I'm doing, what I'm doing tonight to to support my child yet protest this shirt is I'm getting some tape and taping over the word words hashtag dad goals, and so now my shirt will just say chargerettes on it with some <laughs> tape. And when people say what's the I, tape for, I'm gonna say the tape covers up the part of the shirt that I didn't want on my shirt that I paid for. Yeah, that's. Uh, and if you I'll see it, I'll see it tonight at Springfield. There'll be some heinous shirts out there. Yeah, like, and why so why would you think that's a good idea? Exactly. So what I might do is put the tape over the dad goals and then get a blue marker and okay. paint the tape, if you will, blue. And so maybe it won't completely. But I'm not. I, I'm mad about it, and my wife's mad at me for being mad about it. She's like, I don't know why you can't just go and wear the shirt. And I'm like, because the shirt makes no sense. I would have never bought that shirt. But if you took those words off the shirt, I would have bought that shirt quickly. Hell, I might have bought two of those shirts just to have so that I'd have one when the other one, I don't know. But it's like you can tell people were like, well, a man would never order a Chargerette shirt. So we probably need to put something on it to make him feel more secure. And it shows me, yeah, I mean, just, so what it tells me is that there's a bunch of guys out there that can't wear a Chargerette shirt without it specifying that they're a dad. Because yeah, that, could there have possibly been someone that complained and they're like, okay, this is how we'll fix it. That's my poss it's possibility. I'd love that explanation. Because I'd love to talk to that person and say, so let me see if I got this right. You wearing a Chargerette shirt makes you less of, uh, takes away some of your masculinity? takes away your sexuality what, what 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 is that about like what is that what does that mean it's like the you, you it's the equivalent of the guy that goes i can't wear pink 
And I'm like, why can't you wear pink? <laughs> I mean, what, is, what does pink mean? Well, pink's a feminine color. I'm like, oh, okay, so if you wear pink, that means you're feminine? If you're feminine, you're feminine. If you're not, you're not. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not judging. You You know me. I None. Zero. Whatever. People love who they love. I'm, I'm cool with it. That's not my point, though. It's yeah, it's it's the dumbest thing. Silly. It's the equivalent of saying that you know I don't. It's the equivalent of saying a woman can't wear blue. Can you imagine if women were like, I can't wear blue. That's that's technically a masculine color. I have to eliminate blue from my wardrobe. <laughs> it's the same thing. No one would ever say that. That is, we're men are nuts, man. We're crazy. We're like so insecure about stuff. You wear pink. If you like pink, wear pink. I got I've, I've got some pink stuff. Cool. I got socks that are pink. Yeah, I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, whatever. Anyway, all right. Uh, football. Uh, I know you, this is something you're passionate about. I, I think me being older and having covered the league this long, I just sort of saw this coming, and I'm not surprised. We're 15 days from game day. Ole Miss in Florida. Bought Hemingway Stadium, 11 a.m. Uh, game will be seen on ESPN. We'll have some. Uh, MPW digital programming to tell you about here soon. But I am starting to really think that it's becoming obvious. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong here, by the way. I'll, I will happily, happily eat crow on this. Um, I don't think Otis Reese is going to be declared eligible. I don't. And it's my belief that just intra intra-conference transfers just aren't going to be allowed because deep down the SEC doesn't want them. I was trying to think if there has been another one, but I don't think there has been. Most of the immediate eligibility, uh, those that have been granted immediate eligibility have been different conferences. But, um, yeah, today, Justin Shorter, the former Penn State receiver um, who transferred to Florida, was granted immediate eligibility. He transferred around the same time as Otis Reese, so that is – I guess something to maybe keep an eye on that maybe they're starting to rule on these January transfers. I, that doesn't make any sense because they've granted immediate eligibility to others that transferred after that. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's pretty silly. I think it's ridiculous that, especially this season, Agreed. that they're not just letting everyone play. Um, I'm with you on the transfer, one-time transfer thing. I think that that's totally acceptable to give everyone a freebie kids make mistakes coaches leave sure stuff doesn't kids, work out kids right don't like towns kids have a bad experience yeah i mean something happens back at home and a kid feels like he or she needs to get close to home i, I always like to talk about this and take the sports out of it because if you take the sports out of it you look at it more rationally i've discovered people do and then when you uh -huh. put the sports back in, and then you say, okay, so what's the difference? And the one thing they always come back to you with is, well, you really, you're really don't understand roster management. And I'm like, man, the coach is making millions. I really don't give a damn about him having to deal with roster management. I, I mean, right. I, I, I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, you know, here's the deal. If you told me that, let's pick Georgia, out of, for example, here. We'll pick on Georgia. Why not? Otis Reese, Sama, Georgia. It didn't work out. I don't know exactly what happened. We haven't had a chance to talk to him. I don't know exactly what happened, why he decided to leave, but he did. He transfers to Ole Miss. 
And if he were eligible to play right now, he'd be a starter. He'd be on the uh-huh. field. He'd be probably one of their better defensive players, but he'd be a starter. Let's we'll leave it at starter. He's not eligible, but if if Otis Reese, let's take the football out of it, okay? Let's make yeah. let's make Otis Reese a business major with a scholarship at Georgia, academic scholarship. So he goes to Georgia, and he's just not happy there. You know, I I always tell my daughters. Go to any college campus, and there will be people on that campus that will tell you, this is the greatest place in the world. This is the perfect fit for me. I would go nowhere else. This is this is home. And there are kids who cannot wait for the semester to end and never see the place again. Those, and, then they say, and then they say War Eagle. War Eagle, yeah. But you know what I mean. No, seriously, that's that, yeah, yeah. That, that happens at every school. So why? Let's say Otis is a business student. And he goes to Georgia, and he just doesn't like it. It just doesn't work. He's not happy, homesick, I don't know, whatever. Just doesn't work. Doesn't feel like this is for him. Maybe the major that he thought he wanted to go into is he figured out it's not for him. He wants to do something else. He decides, hey, I don't want to be miserable. I want to go someplace and, and, and try to be a happier person. And in this case, he picks Ole Miss. And he transfers to Ole Miss, and he... Uh, gets academic aid of whatever and sort and get started. Why doesn't Otis, the student, have to sit out a year? Right, yeah. Why doesn't he have to say or, or or go a year where you say, hey, you can come to Ole Miss, but you can't take any business classes? Not for a <laughs> year. Nope. Not for a year. You can take uh, you can take chemistry. You can take yeah. math. You can take uh, you can knock out that English two hundred one. That's a prerequisite. But you can't take business courses, not for a year, because you transferred. We would all go, Wait, why? That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, if you said, well, you know, here's the deal. I mean, the the business dean is having a hard time managing some of the, the class sizes. You know, is that, we'd say, well, tell him to get over it. Figure it out. Add another class. Whatever. You would never. It, it's It's nonsensical. Now, well, especially be, especially because they insist on calling them all student athletes. So what's the? I mean, right? They also play a sport. They're still students. So what's the difference? And so, the, but it all comes down to. So what the schools say is, what the coaches say is, if you if you don't have a transfer penalty, it will be free agency all the time. The recruiting will never stop. To which I say, come on. It already is exactly. So my deal, and we're picking on Georgia here, and to my knowledge, Georgia has not held up Otis Reese's transfer. I don't. Maybe it has. Maybe it hasn't. I'm not going to accuse it of, of doing it if I have no proof. <laughs> so to my knowledge, they Georgia has said whatever. I mean, he's he's good to go. Whatever. Um, I'd be fine with th- this if Georgia was not out recruiting, but Georgia's recruiting guys. Georgia. Most guys that enter the transfer portal that come out of it quickly had a destination in mind, and there was contact. Uh-huh. And I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. Again, I'm I'm for the happiness of the kids. Well, here's here's an angle to look at it. Otis Reese signed with Georgia in 2018. Mel Tucker was the defensive coordinator at Georgia in 2018. Mel Tucker is now the head coach at Colorado. Uh, he is no longer at Georgia. Georgia promotes Dan Lanning. Who knows if Otis Reese likes Dan Lanning or not? I'm sure they're I'm sure they're on good terms. 
But the you know Mel Tucker's gone. His defensive coordinator that recruited him is gone. His primary recruiter is no longer in Athens. Maybe that has something to do with that. I don't know why that can't be used as a way for the NCAA to say, you know what, he wanted to go to Georgia to play for Kirby Smart, but he wanted to go play for Mel too. He's no longer there. Totally fine. He can go play at Ole Miss, immediately eligible, stamp it, hit the bell, whatever. Done. Um, I think that's and that's the easiest way to look at it in terms of the happiness for a kid and his experience playing football in college. Yeah. That's totally fair, my book. Yeah. If your coach leaves, I think it's okay. But even if and, your coach doesn't leave and it didn't work out, now if you start talking about a second transfer, well, now now you're dealing with a different thing because most most college kids don't transfer twice. But a lot of kids start off at, say, you know Mississippi State and end up at Ole Miss or start off at Ole Miss and end up at State or start off at – Alabama and end up at UAB, whatever that happens. But you rarely see a kid start off at Alabama and then go to UAB and then transfer to Auburn. That doesn't happen much. So with, with sports, I wouldn't have a problem if you said, Hey, look, the first transfer is free. The second transfer is not because we can't have you jumping and jumping and jumping because now it's a weird deal, but a one-time mm-hmm. deal because Hey, it, happy people don't transfer. No, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, if, if Otis Reese were the starting safety at Georgia, he wouldn't have transferred. If if everything at Georgia had been what he wanted it to be, he wouldn't have transferred. No. I don't know. I just, it's silly. I, 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 hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I will be, but I hope I am. Um, I just, it feels like something's inside the league stopping a couple of these from happening. The other one is the, uh, the maze. Is it Cade maze? Cade Mays, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, he's he's at uh, Tennessee now and and uh, transferred from Georgia, and which that's a whole thing. Ooh. that's a whole deal. There's a lot there, and um, he's one where Georgia might be actively fighting it. Um, yeah. That being said, there's there's no reason Cade Mays shouldn't be eligible at Tennessee this year. There's there's no justification for him not being able to play. Yeah. At Tennessee this that's- year. Especially because in both of these cases, neither Cade Mays or Otis Reese did anything wrong. They just want to go play somewhere else. It's one thing if you get in trouble, you get arrested, you um, you know suspended, uh, kicked off the team, whatever. Like that's one thing. But like neither one of them did that. They just they just want to go play somewhere else. Cade Mays obviously has another reason, and we won't get into that. But yeah, I mean, it's. They didn't do anything to not earn the right to play in 2020. Yeah, no, they should play. They, they should absolutely. And in a free year where no one loses eligibility, I don't understand why we're not letting them play. Exactly. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, for Ole Miss, here's one thing I do think. I do believe, and tell me if I'm wrong, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't want to get into all the COVID stuff because, I, frankly, I'm – when I, I just can't I can't talk about it much more. I'm losing my mind. Um, COVID fatigue, Neil. I have well, you know what? I, I saw a story today that that there's a lot of that in America, and I thought, well, whew, it's not just me. Uh, I, 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 yeah, not just me. So good. Uh, I do think at the end of this semester, Ole Miss is going to be very active in the transfer market, the transfer market, the grad transfer market, just the transfer market in general. I don't think they've gotten to know some of the recruits as well as they would have had there not been a COVID deal. 
and I, I know we've talked about this before, but I'm hearing it more and more. I expect, I expect Ole Miss to to use a lot of their leftover scholarships, for lack of a better word, on transfers. I think you're right. I think it's going to not only be something that is going to absolutely happen. I think it's going to be a in a recruiting cycle that's been incredibly strange unprecedented odd whatever you want to call it i think that this staff as as young as uh as driven as they are in terms of being a recruiter and the connections kind of all over the place that they have i think they're going to be able to to reach into some different buckets that Ole Miss normally wouldn't be able to uh i think that this is definitely going to be very transfer heavy not only Ole Miss everybody is going to be very transfer heavy and with COVID shortened seasons. Um, who knows what a college campus atmosphere, a classroom atmosphere is like, but there are going to be a lot of kids that are going to want to go somewhere else. And they're, um, for whatever reason, you know, blame it on, blame it on COVID or, you know, blame it on something else. They're going to want to change. And I think that Lane Kiffin, who has, to his credit, and you've been there for all the Zoom calls and the media opportunities, he's been very, very upfront and honest that they don't care. Transfer, high school, JUCO, prep school, they're just going to go find guys that can play. Yeah, he's, he always talks about building a roster, roster building and doing it almost in, in an NFL sort of way, meaning the draft and free agency and trades and all of that. Well, you can't trade in college, but you can absolutely do the equivalent of free agency, which is the transfer market, and you can draft in terms of recruiting, and, and that's what they're going to do. I, just, I, I think the writing's on the wall. I think the one part of this season that we haven't talked enough about, meaning me and Chase and others who cover the program on a day-to-day basis, this is going to be – fans get hung up on wins and losses, and I completely understand that. We'll talk about wins and losses and all that stuff too. This is – they didn't have a spring. They didn't have a summer. It's a free season, eligibility-wise. Kiffin's not getting judged on this season. It's an evaluation year of the current roster, not only of individual players, but of groups. It's 10 games against your league contemporaries that the evidence will be undeniable. Hey, we're strong here. We're weak here. We got to do something right now here. We can afford to build here. This is an emergency here. They'll know all of those things. Wins, losses be damned. They'll know those things. Here's, here's a spot where we can afford to, to take a gamble. Here's a spot where we have to have a sure thing if we're going to, to turn this thing around with any degree of, of expediency. He's talked about that a lot where he's uh, – he, he talked about it when uh, I was talking to some, some folks last night about it when he was on Pat McAfee's show and how it was unfortunate that they didn't have a chance to evaluate in spring and kind of see what they had to work with and – we've talked about it on this show. You and Chase have talked about it. I mean, that kind of can potentially change your recruiting strategy. Absolutely. You see what you got? Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, we, we got some, we got some holes to fill in, yeah. in, in X, Y, and Z. We gotta, we gotta go for, you know, we gotta look at these kids on the recruiting trail. So that's, that's something that is unfortunate for not just Ole Miss, everybody. I mean, I think, um, but if for a first time staff, it's, it's a big deal. And, and for a first time staff like Kiffin, you know, I think fans are so, and I am too, man. I, I'm so used to coach speak that sometimes he'll say something and I think, I have to go back and hear it a second time and go, oh, he really meant that. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't mean that. Yeah. I don't mean that critically of 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 his predecessors. But Freeze was bad about coach speak. Luke, especially in front of a of, of cameras, was just terrible about coach speak. Matt's a great guy, but he would launch into robot mode in those press conferences sometimes. And and Kiffin does not do that. And when he tells you, hey, we made a decision as a staff that we were not going to evaluate players based on past performances in systems that are no longer in place. Zachy meant it. And so they didn't. Now, they watched some of that stuff so that they could help guys. You know, like DBs, they watched some of the stuff they did well, some of the stuff they did poorly, but more so as to help them a little bit understand their own games. But they did not use that film from the 2019 season or the 2018 season as an evaluation tool. They did not do it. I've heard this consistently. They did not do it. And so they didn't get a spring. They were going to evaluate the hell out of the spring. And they didn't get a summer. And they were going to be able to evaluate some of the summer. And so instead, you got this. Everybody goes, well, Neil, they got six weeks of practice going into the Florida game. You did, but you knew going into those six weeks of practice that you were going to have two weeks, two week, three week increments where guys weren't available because of COVID. They were either going to get COVID, uh, like we were talking to AJ Finley the other day. He had COVID. He's fine, but he had to sit for two weeks and then they had to spend a week, uh, you know, getting him back acclimated, making sure that there was no myocarditis, that kind of stuff. He's fine. He's back. He's good. But, so you lose three weeks of being able to evaluate him. And then when he does come back in the back of your mind as a coach, you got to say, all right, I got to grade this guy on a little different curve right now because he just spent three weeks sitting by himself in a dorm. And we wouldn't let him, right. work. We wouldn't let him work out because we were concerned, you know. And so this, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a traditional fall camp where you take the first part of the fall camp and you really evaluate what you have. They didn't. They didn't right. have. They didn't have that. So the the, the games themselves are, are going to be massive evaluation tools. And that's just essentially that's why we keep referring to this as year zero because they're really just still at the starting gate. They're still in neutral because they haven't had a chance as a staff to look at what they have and to really attack the recruiting trail the way they would want to. Now, even if they had spring practice with COVID, they still wouldn't be able to really get after it on the recruiting trail, but they would at least have an idea of who they really need. Um, and I think uh, we talked about it yesterday on our show. I believe Coastal Carolina is the only program in the country that actually got in a full spring practice. Everybody else was either cut short or didn't even start. So um, everybody's in the same boat. So it's going back to the transfer heavy theme that we're going to see. It's going to be a lot of that where with the 2020 season, staffs are going to start seeing, you know, well, damn, we need some linebackers right now. And so you're not going to go look for a 2021 kid. You're going to go try to find a dude that can transfer in, be there in January and playing for you in 2021, not graduating in 2021. So yeah. that's what's that's why it's going to be such a heavy, heavy transfer um, cycle. Because that's just everybody's in the same boat, and they got to get instant impact, instant depth type players. All right, not a whole lot of recruiting to talk about really today. So we're, we'll, we're and we're 
approaching the end of the show here. Just for you personally, just having football back, what's it? Has it been sort of comforting? Has it helped you? I don't know, feel normal, that kind of thing. I think so. I last night went and uh, hung out with a couple buddies and uh, watched the Chiefs game, and it was nice to just kind of sit outside and have a couple beers and have football on. It wasn't a conversation on will they or won't they play. It wasn't a conversation about, you know, when's the last time you you went out and had dinner at a place. Uh, you know, it, you, we talk about COVID fatigue, and, um, yeah, it was nice to just – it felt normal. It felt like a regular – it's about to be football season conversation. And I mean, last year or last year, last weekend, the weather was fantastic. And I was out playing golf with a buddy and we started talking about that at some point during the round. We were like, man, this is like the weather where we're getting, you know, it's, it's mid September weather where you get that little bit of a whiff of fall in the air. Everybody knows that smell when it smells like it's about to start getting cold. That's the, um, that's the, the stuff that, that we need right now to hold us over. Uh, it's not a full season. It's not going to be the same. There are not going to be fans in the stands, but it's fine. I will take football however I can get it in 2020. And um, It's nice to be back. And it's. I told somebody last night, I said, yeah, hey, I, as an Ole Miss fan, I could care less if they go 2-8, and 3-7, and 5-5. Five and five, It doesn't matter. Just having it on the television is just going to be nice to uh, – to get us through the rest of this year because, man, 2020 has just sucked. Yeah, 2020 has been – I, I thought – you know, I watched a lot of – turned the NFL game on last night, and, uh, you know, I thought the NFL handled that pretty well, uh, the whole thing. There was a lot to unpack with, you know, people anticipating what the anthem would be like and, and how would how – would, uh, how would the NFL address the social justice thing that is that has been a, such a topic and a subject over the past I don't know four or five months uh, with the players wanting to say something and with people also having a certain degree of hey right or wrong fair or unfair there are a lot of people that come home from a day of work and sports they turn to sports because they want sports to be I don't know if escape is the right word but you know, they, they they just want sports to be somewhat normal. They want sports maybe, to be... Maybe hope is, is a good word? Maybe so, you know, just to get away from all the stuff of the day. And, and, and look, the COVID fatigue thing is real. You know, we joke about it. People are tired of it. People are exhausted of hearing about it. They're, they're, they're worn out from it. Uh, people get tired of the constant politicizing of everything. Uh, everything. There's there is a desire on people's part to just I don't know have a normal Thursday you know have a Thursday mm-hmm. and that there's nothing wrong with I get mad sometimes Zach at the people that attack the people who just want a normal day they they don't want every day to be you know the the ne- a change day every day being a day where you're focused on change and COVID and all of these things they just kind of want to have a day where they pick up little Johnny and and cook dinner and turn on the television and have a laugh and have a glass of wine and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go to bed. Yeah, I mean, and- I, I don't understand. And this isn't not 
politically influenced or politicized at all. I mean, just do what you want to do, man. If somebody else wants to do wants to handle COVID differently, that's that's on them. Yeah, like, to, just just let it go. Like you do what you want to do. Let them do what they want to do, and just go go about your day. See, exchange pleasantries. Have a great day. I, you know, maybe you don't agree with them, but that's fine. Just come on. I, on a day like today, Neil, on 9-11-2020, yeah. it, look, it's too light. Uh, I posted a quote today um, that was the, the wife of one of the pilots of one of the planes where she said that, if anything, that this was a day that showed everyone that life's too short for hate. Like, just everybody just needs to relax and just, yeah. Football is, is I say hope because it's like that 60-minute window. Regardless of how good your team is, there's hope that they can win. And that's all you can ask for in the year 2020 when just everybody is just on edge and at people's throats. Like, just... Just enjoy, just enjoy sports. Enjoy. I mean, David Brandt had a great tweet the other day where he said he could hear kids on the playground at the yeah. school by his house out there laughing and having fun. Like that's that's awesome. That's a good tweet because everybody needs to feel good. Yeah, Thank I was at, I was at the senior night thing last night, you know, and they're kids, you know, they're kids, and and one of them, one of the younger kids, uh. One of the younger Chargerettes, I guess she's a sophomore or a freshman. I don't know. You know, she's there was the five seniors. Three of them, three of them have been there the whole time. You know, and so they're they look up to them like we looked up to seniors when we were freshmen and, and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they were, it was it, instead of just coming up and give them a hug, it was because parents were there and everybody has mask on and the school people are watching because everybody's terrified and you know all that stuff. And she goes, "Can I hug you?" And I thought, how sad, man. Just just go hug her. I know. You know, weird. I mean, just go hug her. I mean, I hope when this is all said and done from the COVID thing that the kids don't feel like you have to live your life differently. It's, it's going to be all right. Anyway, I don't know. I'm with you. I was, it was nice to have it. I'm, I'm, uh, I thought the NFL, I thought the game was, it, it, it was more, it felt more normal than I thought it would, even though Arrowhead was, was pretty empty, but the broadcast was good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think they went over the top. Uh, I, you know they talked a lot of football, and I was glad because you're watching a football game. I'm I, I'm I'm there for the football. I mean, I, I, and I'm okay with the players. I thought the the moment of unity before the game was fine. I actually thought it was it was it was well done. It was it was, uh, it was poignant yet brief because you know, and, and I think some of the players are starting to recognize this. It was funny. Carson said. Carson said, that, you know how the NBA is. They're always dramatic. And he loves the NBA. I mean, he's, <laughs> he watches it. But he's right. I mean, the NBA is the NBA's pushing it. They don't want to admit it, but they're pushing it. It's a little fatigue. It's a little just kind of constant. You can do it, but you, you people are there to watch the basketball game. If they wanted to watch news, they'd turn to the news. Because there's news on all night long if you want to watch it. I mean, <laughs> if you want to get triggered on the right or triggered on the left, you can do it with your remote control. So... I think it's one of the things the NFL needs to be cognizant of as they go forward is that people are there for the football. They're absolutely there for the football, and you better deliver the football. It's like when you go to a steakhouse and you go for the steak, it doesn't really matter how good the potatoes are if you don't get steak. So, uh, you know, people are there there for the steak, and the football's the steak, and you better make sure you serve a good steak. 
All right, uh, speaking of football, i got to go cover some, so uh, we'll, we'll wrap it there with this edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. I know it was pretty light on recruiting information, but right now, quite frankly, there's just not a heck of a lot going on except for the stuff that you see uh, Zach put up each day at rebelgrove.com. So uh, until next week, we'll, we'll come back next week. We'll try to get dive a little bit more into some targets and stuff like that as we get closer and closer to the season. For Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. Don't forget, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter promo code Rebel Grove at checkout for 30% off. Until next time, take care.